XV Planus is part of the Green Mushroom Podcast Network. Welcome to XV Planus. Greetings, friends and fiends, and welcome back to XV Planus, the podcast where we don't just talk about the paranormal, we put boots on the ground and pursue it in the field. Transmitting from the Black Lodge, as always, I am your host, Flood, and as always, I am very excited to be back here on the mic and dive further into the unknown, the enigmatic, and the just plain weird with you all. Tonight, we welcome Scott, Michelle, and Jessica back into the fold to round out the discussion of our investigation of the old Adams County Jail in Natchez, Mississippi. We're going to get to that here in just a bit. But first off, I'd like to take a moment to thank our new Patreon subscribers, Teresa and Mud Martin. Welcome to the extra layer of weird we provide for our Patreon members. And speaking of which, uh, y'all be sure to keep an eye on that feed in the upcoming weeks. I know I'm uh, running a little bit behind on exclusive content for our subscribers, but I can promise you it will be worth the wait when I hit you with a triple dose of high strangeness very, very soon. Thank you for all of your contributions, and if you'd like to support us, you can go to www.patreon.com slash to find out more. In other news and updates, and this is specifically geared to our local North Carolina listeners, Walker is planting some paranormal seeds himself and is setting us up with a partnership with a local ghost tour. While there's not too much to report on this at the moment, we are seeing the potential for one hell of a collaboration. We'll keep you all posted as this unfolds, so stay tuned. Now, before we get back into the musty halls of the old Adams Jail, I wanted to take a few minutes here to go way off script. So if you have your trusty tinfoil hat around, now might be a good time to strap it on. It's been a while since I've talked about the UFO UAP phenomenon on here, and there's a couple of reasons for that. First and foremost, the root of this podcast is our own experiences investigating the whole rainbow of paranormal flavors on location and in the field. And while that is very easy to do by renting out a haunted house for a few days and possibly capturing some activity, it is a little bit harder to do the same with UFOs. They don't really have rental agreements. Now that being said, we do have a little something-something brewing for later this year that has the potential to put us in the path of the phenomenon and, perhaps, even communicate with it. But that's a top-secret experiment, though, so you're just going to have to wait to find out what it is. Insert mad scientist laugh here. <laughs> Secondly, there are far better podcasts that cover the subject than this one. So if you want to take that dive, I suggest you look into the following shows. Somewhere in the Skies, Weaponized, our Strange Skies, and Podcast UFO Live. Those are the experts, if you ask me. So the reason I'm taking this little detour into the skies is that I'm wondering if anyone is paying attention to the shift in the conversation. Now, forgive me, I'm going to end up rambling here for a bit, but, you know, when the New York Times broke the UFO black budget story back in 2017, it brought UAPs to the forefront of our current zeitgeist. Using the threat-to-our-airspace angle finally got our government to dedicate more resources into investigating the oddities in our skies, but, you know what, I never really liked that angle personally. But it was enough to get people talking about it again, taking it seriously, and has even spawned a massive new generation of investigative journalists and researchers to approach the topic in ways never before explored. The last six years have truly been exciting in this regard. But just recently, there has been a subtle shift in tone from many of the parties responsible for the original leak of all this information. So, I'll give you a clue. The further we go into this subject, and the more information comes out, the conversation is steering a little further away from the idea of aliens or extraterrestrials. And now it seems like the big word that's being tossed around is consciousness. 
I think this is something that we're going to need to start paying attention to. And my reason for saying this is if, and I'm not going to name names here, and I'm, if you want to hear more about this, sign on to the Patreon, because we've got a, we got a real special uh, episode coming out for you there here in a couple of weeks. But I can't help but think that all of this was deliberate. You know, from the very beginning, George Knapp and Jeremy Corbell have been saying, we have tons of stuff, tons of stuff that we are just dying to show you and to share with you. But we can't. Not just yet. So everybody rolled their eyes at that, and I can understand the frustration. I'm like, dude, if you have this stuff, why are you sitting on it for so long? I think this is why. What they had to do, what what all of the leakers did, by starting this ball rolling downhill in 2017, was to get the right people talking about it. And once that became a little bit more in the commonplace of conversation, now they can start tapping into some of the other things. So... People like uh, Jeremy Corbell and, and George Knapp have been kind of subtly hinting at this shift. I've, I've heard it from uh, many other researchers as well. And especially in the last six months, if you go and you look at any UFO podcast or any like large-scale UFO investigation media, you're going to find that especially in the last six months, the conversation has definitely shifted a little further away from nuts and bolts UFOs and more into consciousness studies. There is a reason for this. I'm not 100% sure what it is, but I have a feeling that we're going to figure it out here in the relatively near future. You know, uh, apparently, little birdie told me that uh, whenever that article was dropped in 2017, it was essentially like flipping over a 10-year hourglass. So, well, that's six years down. Four more to go. Let's hope we actually make it to that point. Okay, so there's my whimsical and vague dribble about the UFO and UAP phenomena. I know that a lot of you have been asking me to do some stuff regarding those subjects, and I promise you that is coming this year. Uh, But it's probably not going to be coming in the way you think. But I am pretty excited to share some of the experiments that I have brewing in the background. Alright, with that being said, we're going to scale it back down from skies, back down onto the ground, and in particular a very, very small town in Mississippi called Natchez. At this point, I would like to welcome back Scott McCoy of Natchez Ghost Tour, Michelle Thibault of Ultimate Paranormal, and our friend Jessica Sanders as we wrap up our discussion about our two-night investigation of the old Adams County Jail, right after this brief message from our friends over at the Green Mushroom Podcast Network. I'm Steve. And I'm Jason. And we're the hosts of an explorative podcast called Grognostics, where we mix in one part of curiosity, one part comedy, one part craft beer tastings, one part education, and yet one part fictional stories. Good lord, that's a lot of parts. Look, uh, this, the show's really cool, okay? I don't know, I'm not so sure now. It sounds more confusing than the time we came over early to your Christmas party last year and found you bawling your eyes out, pantless, mind you, to a Lance Bass Hallmark movie. That was a phase, Jason. A phase, I tell ya. <laughs> Look, if you want to listen, grab a cold one and tune in on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You might even learn a thing or two. That's Grognostics, G-R-O-G-N-O-S-T-I-C-S. Look, my pants are in the dryer. Lance just happened to be on. Sure, buddy.
guys, thank you so much for joining me again. Always a pleasure to see your smiling faces and uh, always a, a pleasure to dive further back into the weird with y'all. Thank you so much for taking the time out to join me tonight. How, how's everybody doing? I haven't talked to you guys in a couple of weeks. Everything's good. Oh, yeah. Uh, Natchez Ghost Tour is doing good. It's springtime, so it's spring pilgrimage here in downtown Natchez. So we got a lot of tourism happening here. So, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I remember great. spring pilgrimage all too well (laughs) but we're we're not going to talk about that we don't want to talk about the maple (laughs) oh did you have to go through that too jessica occasional yes i'm so sorry i got dragged through that uh, thing too and honestly my parents put both me and my brother through the whole cotillion process so there's like blackmail worthy photos of me and my brother in in my mother's bedroom at her condo and um i kind of want to steal them and burn them and make sure that nobody ever has access to those things again. Oh, there's access. Well, it, it, well someone has. Mm, well, no, no. <laughs> so we're not, we're, we're not going to ask about that? No, no, no. We are not going to talk about that part. <laughs> okay, of no, Absolutely no not. All right. All right. Okay. So, guys, uh, when we left off last time, uh, we decided it was a really good point to kind of end towards that last third or last quarter of our first night at the Adams County Jail. And that's when we decided to actually take a tour through the cell block. And that's when the whole tone of the investigation kind of shifted. Actually, that's not fair. I would say that there were numerous shifts throughout the course of the evening. But that one was like a really, really heavy that was more yeah. of a, a punch um, than a shift. <laughs> okay. Well, no, and Jessica, I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up because honestly, I think everything that happened on that, that first night that we were there, it went for you. So if you're comfortable with it, I would like you to talk about your experience being back there. Um, yeah, it, it, there, um, it was, it's kind of hazy at some points, but I remember whenever we walked in and the cell that we walked in, you know, looking around, Kind of knowing where I was, then I walked back out into like the little hallway passageway where the guards would walk mm. and coming back in. And then it was like um, a fun house, like, like almost it was swirly kind of. I don't know how to describe that into words. Um, the walls were like shifting. Actually, that's that's a really good point. Pick up right there here in a second, but let's talk about the way that this thing is set up because we only briefly touched about it right. on on the last episode. And Scott, like you, you've done this thing a, a hundred times, but you have the actual cells, which what it's like four on each side, right on that main floor. Yeah. So, and then the you have basic, the wraparound path for the guards. Correct. Yeah. So the uh, the the basic structure of this is like. Like when you first walk in, you're in the guards area, which is, you know, totally wraps around uh, the cells. Mm-hmm. So the guards can walk completely all the way around this. Now, this is a brick building, you know, and the cell block is, is kind of like a just a, a, a iron, you know, box, you know. Mm-hmm. And so you have four cells on either side. And this is cell block B that we were doing most of our investigating in right beneath us was cell block A, which is another cell block, which is that mirror of this one. We never really went down into cell block A, right? Right. Well, because okay. they, 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 they still, because it's still the administration board supervisor building, they still use it as uh, some storage for, you know, old boxes and stuff like that. 
Okay. Which is why cell block B, the one that the you know, the upper one that we were in, is kind of the better one to walk around it and everything. Yeah, there's four cells on either side, and you could have you could have two prisoners in every cell if you wanted to, but they didn't really have to like they the the need for that wasn't as uh prevalent at the time because this was just jail. This wasn't prison. So yeah. a lot of these people that were being held there were, you know, overnight or only 24 or 48 hours, you know. So they didn't need a ton of room at that time. But you could have two uh, prisoners per each cell, but that was all contained to the central area, and the guards walk would go all the way around the outside of this area. Um, uh, there are more pictures, um, right? On, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Natchez Ghost Tour on Facebook and Instagram and everything. Yeah, and I think I actually, I think I recorded an entire walk around of the place at one point, and if so, I will definitely have a link to that posted in the show notes. So that's the general layout of the place. Like it's. And, but granted, also, whenever you walk into it, there's like slabs of concrete and dust and all sorts of <laughs> falling over the place. It really is falling apart. In the front part of the old Adams County Jail, it's built like a home. When you walk out the back, it is the skeleton of jail. And, and it just adds a whole other layer of creep factor to it. So heading back to uh, to where you were at, Jessica, and I, I'm sorry about that. I just wanted to give like a, a laydown of like what the groundwork is like so that people can have a visualization of what we were walking into. So um, I know at some point I had walked to where I, we would call the guard walk. And then whenever I walk back in, I know that you were in front of me. Um, I guess we were kind of all chatting. Um, and then, like I said, the walls just started – I would very like eighties movie uh, fun tunnel like you're lost in this maze and the walls were in, I, like waving at me. And I know I was very lightheaded and I was, you know, short of breath. I was like, mm, I don't know what this is, but I think Michelle, you know, she really, I was trying to vocalize that or just trying to stay vocal. And Michelle, you know, was like, Hey, like Jessica's getting hit. And a furry few minutes I remember nothing and it was the very the weirdest feeling um because it was very where am I what am I doing in my head and I went that's when I went to the bathroom and was very 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 sick so it was um yeah oh, it affected you that bad okay. yeah Michelle had walked with me whenever I, you know um yeah it, it was a heavy hit it was it was losing my stomach. It was, it would, yeah, it was disorientation, complete disorientation. I could definitely pick up on that. I'm sorry. I, like, I didn't know it affected you like yeah. that much I mean, at the point that you got. It was, it was, it was that bad. It really was. Yeah. Um, Cause you were, you were walking down and you had what was going on next to you going on, John. And, and I look over and Jess is, you know, she was right next to me. So I could feel you, Jess, you were wavering, you know, and, and I could tell it was, it, I thought you were going to go down. You know, I really did. I thought you were about to pass out. I, I um, thought, yes, I thought that too. I'm, it was, uh-huh. a, it was a heavy blow. Not thank you yeah. for all of everything because yeah, it could have been. <laughs> no, it was what, what was going on was absolutely after you and it was after you heart. And, and so that's, 
that's when I was trying to get your attention, John Scott's attention. And I, you know, and it's just, we got to get her out of here. You know, this is, this is too much. And, well, and, you, um, and Michelle, you pretty much nailed it. Like the second that you said, like, I think they're going after Jessica is when she just kind of leans up against the wall and is like, uh, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're done. Let's, let's, let's call it. But yeah, it, um, at, that, at that point, at that point, we were basically holding her up and had to get her out of there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But there was a little bit of a slow build up to that, wasn't it? Like we were there, we were in there for like a solid 10 or 15 minutes before it, it hit you. Is that right, Jessica? Or see, I don't, um, is that where your memory gets fuzzy? I really can't tell you. The only things I remember about walking in there were, um, I kind of, I, I remember I, the feeling of not wanting, wanting to be exactly in there with y'all, like, let me go see what this is, which is very strange to me. Even being in this business, it was a very, oh, well, I wonder what's here and I wonder what's there. And then I was like, mm, no, I need to be back in here. And so walking back in there and then that's really all of my memory until I see the, you know, the walls and stuff and I, moving. And I was like, what the hell? And it felt like I was on an incline. And so like I was my it was like my legs were trying to walk me back up. But then it was like um, almost like a slope I was on. And I was like, I don't remember this from being in here before. So I'm not I'm not sure. It was just like I was transported into a, a fun zone of, you know, a carnival ride is what I would describe it as. So you you had been there before with with Scott, right? And and, yes. and like okay, and um, in a general scope, not necessarily that location. Have you ever had an experience like that before? Never. Really? Okay. That's interesting. You know, there have been, you know, some paranormal investigations that um, um, Jesse and I've been a part of together, and you know there are times whenever we're in a particular room or particular cell block or something like that and equipment or something, you know, is going off, it's ticking. And I, I, I kind of look at her, you know, as my uh, resource because, you know, I, I, me as a you're the human teller. barometer in the situation basically exactly oh yeah yeah <laughs> like like i'm 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 no medium i'm no parallel investigator i'm a storyteller and i'm i'm not in tune with the other side at all and jessica definitely is and so i'm looking at her like hey is everything okay is everything good is all this fine and in previous investigations she's been yeah everything's okay you know, which for me is reassuring because I mean, you know, I, I bring ghost tours into this building and everything. And so that's why this one particular night for me was kind of, again, as someone who can't sense anything, I'm very much looking out for, you know, Jessica and her well being. It's like, if she's not comfortable, then no, something's not right here. Then, you know, we need to abandon this. By the way, and I'm sorry to interrupt, go back 10 seconds. There was just knocking in the background. And we've had oh, that. Oh, it was it's Charlie. Like, it was. <laughs> that was Charlie? Okay. I that was, I, that I, was I, the I, Charlie, the boxer. He was, he was lapping was, up from his water bowl. About um, probably, uh, I'm not exactly sure when, when but Michelle, I, I think that you probably were sensing something else because I literally went, well, something just walked in the house. Michelle, why don't you express what just happened to you about 15 minutes ago? 
Perfect. Second oh, we are just no, no, 15 minutes ago. Oh, 15 minutes ago. So, I'm sorry. sorry. So before this all signed on, uh, we all signed on here. John and I were doing a little talking before all of this, and um, we're, we're sitting here, and, and all of a sudden, as soon as we bring up the jail, uh, it was, and all my windows are closed, ceiling fans are off, it's a cooler night here in Natchez. Um, you know, I don't have drafts in this house, and I had a wind blow straight onto my bare arm and it was very distinct like hello I'm here and I'm just literally literally sitting there going if you followed me home from the jail get the insert expletive out you know this is my <laughs> big face get out you know and um so yeah uh, it was it was very you know and, and I'm not sure if it was from the jail or not but something definitely wanted my attention at that exact moment and my house is my safe space, and I'm like, uh, uh-uh, uh, get out. <laughs> it was, it was distinct. It was definitely a get your attention distinct thing. Yeah. Which makes me wonder if we're going to end up with any other strange audio anomalies on this conversation, right? Because yeah. we, because we had one. What was it? Was it the first recording that we had the knocking on as well? I no, I think that was the second one. Did did I talk second to you one? guys about that? No. Okay. Um. I will track it down and I will share the timestamp point with you through Spotify. But I haven't listened to it. No, okay. You I heard my listen. voice and went, "Oh God!" and turned it off. Everybody, <laughs> everybody, everybody does that the very first time they hear their voice. Like, look, I have been doing this for damn near three years. Still hate the sound of my voice. Seriously, like I can't listen to it. So I get it, but please understand, nobody else thinks that. That is just you. That it is just you beating yourself up because, like, we are so self-critical about no, that. And I've had Nobody cares. And <laughs> are so excited about this, and you know, have talked to me about it, and everyone's excited, and you know, have just been overly like, "Oh, you have to come here. You have to come here." Everybody's excited for you to be around here, and you know, to have us come in in different places and stuff like that. I mean, it has been a huge reach out. That's okay. I'm sure they'll come to regret it eventually. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, I will edit that out, obviously, because some of those people are going to be listening to it. But oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Keep that. Keep that one in, man. That's great. I got zingers. I, I mean, I got jokes, man. I never said any of them were good. I'm just saying I got jokes. No. <laughs> um, but anyway. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But please don't don't overthink it. Like every, everybody hears their own voice, and it's like nails on a chalkboard. I I get it. So you can imagine, oh, like oh, I go, uh, I I do too. And I've been doing stage and theater for so many years of my life. But I hear myself. I'm like, God, is that what I sound like? But you know what? Imagine being forced into edit yourself every week. Yeah, no, yeah. Luckily, I've never had to edit it's myself. It's not fun. So no, yeah. Anyway, all right. So scaling, <laughs> scaling back to the subject at hand. Uh, all that was radio gold. That's staying in there. Um, so uh, at, at this point, like it was hitting you pretty bad. We decided to just kind of call it at that point and and depart. There were some other odd things that were happening on a build up to that, and and uh-huh. uh, this is a phenomenon, Michelle. You and I witnessed on the second night, and we'll get to that here in a second. But we saw the beginnings of it that first evening that we were there. And anybody who's been listening to this show long enough, you know what I mean when I say darker than dark shadows that move. This is a common theme with me. This shit shows up everywhere I go. So, um, you know, you get kind of used to it after a while. 
but we were getting like little tinges of that the first night, but no real big ones. Everything just seemed really quiet and reserved until they decided to go uh, after our friend here. And that's when it oh, really, they tar- really they up. targeted her. Absolutely. You know, yeah. that was because you were walking down the aisle and everything. She was, I mean, it was probably, I, I was waiting to see if she would hold through because sometimes, you know, people pull through and Jeff, you, you, you were starting to waver. I mean, I would say the entire episode in that walk was close to five minutes from the time you started to waver a little bit to when it was, I have, we have to get her out of here now. You're a trooper for even sticking with it for that long, to be honest. Well, the thing is, is that even whenever we walked out, I can remember thinking, I wish we wouldn't have left. Like I had no intentions of walking out, nor did I realize that it was that bad until it was that bad. But I still was like, "Mm, I don't want to leave. And it was the weirdest feeling to me because I, like to think that I'm sensible enough to know when it's time for me to get out of a situation. And usually I don't push myself or press myself. I mean, I still sleep with a nightlight on, you know, I'm, <laughs> me so, too. Me I, too. I am, yes, so I'm absolutely not um, putting myself in harm's way or, you know, trying to venture out of what I feel is my comfort zone. Enough is enough for me. And it was very weird to me thinking, well, I don't want to stop. This is interesting to me because this reminds me a lot of like the first like big, holy crap, this is something completely new. The the type of stuff that sweeps you off your feet and it can throw you for a loop. It can really kind of shake your foundation for a bit. But like even now as you're sitting here reflecting on it and you're sitting here telling yourself like I wish I, you know, I wish we would have stayed and things like that. I used to have the exact same thing. But no. I went the next day, you know, I was like, oh, I'm so glad we didn't. Where was my mind? (laughs) And I'm like, what the hell was wrong with me? Nothing. Nothing's wrong with you. But it was that feeling of you're, you didn't think that. I don't, I don't know. It was very weird. It was very like, who was thinking for me? You know, to pull me to want to go around the edges, to be able to, to want to get that far away from y'all was very weird to me. And then to go, you know, because when you walked out and you went to your right, I passed the guard walk, there was um, a little area and I kept wanting to go in there. And I was, you know, I kept having to tell myself, Mm-mm, don't do that. What's wrong with you? That and- was the shower. That was the shower. Is that what it was? Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, that's where I kept yeah. wanting to go. Yeah. I, re- I remember you actually saying that. What's in there? What's in there? I wanted to go over there so bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that shower right there to the right. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. So what what you just described to me, though, you almost felt somewhat uh, invaded, like like your consciousness was invaded or or at least influenced, maybe. Yeah. Um, Influenced, absolutely. And it wasn't like on an empathy level at all. It was... um, you know, it wasn't like, oh, I'm feeling this. This was, uh, they were, you know, they were very, I don't know. I, you know, it was like very dominant for lack of a better word. And okay. I'm hard headed as hell. I don't like to be um, told what to do or, you know, anything. I have, it has to be my idea. And looking back, I can definitely say it would have never been my idea to wander off and go into the shower without anyone. Me, say, hey guys, this is where I'm going. 
Jess, I was just thinking you might like to hang out and, you know, jail showers. I, I mean, right? You would think. <laughs> I mean, we all have our fantasies, right? Okay. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> I mean, mine. But no, I mean, no, no, I don't mean mine. We're not going to talk about that. No, 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 no. Let me scale it back. I'm going to take it back. I'm going to take it back. I'm going to take it back. Rewind that 15 seconds. No. Um, but no, that's, that's, uh, that's interesting because like I've, I've been on numerous investigations before where I've seen uh, people make moves and make decisions that they normally wouldn't do. And it's because of the influence of things around us, or at least that's my theoretical uh, point of view on it, is that, I mean, we have no science for any of this. I mean, it, ultimately, it's, it's all up to speculation to a certain extent. But if something is, is existing in a different plane of existence than you, their methods of suggestion might be a little bit different than what we're familiar with. And so that might have been a prime example of it. Like maybe you were being like, you know, some shadow was whispering in your ear like, that corner looks like a really good place to right. go look. And normally I, I, it's, things are very audible to me and, um, I don't have a memory of hearing anything, you know, come through in there in that particular room. Cause you know, downstairs, it was very clear. Mm-hmm. It was more, so either I have blocked that out or, you know, the persuasion was very persuasive. <laughs> I, I can tell you that we, we did get some interesting audio anomalies, um, during the time that the cameras cameras are running during this particular moment, I'm still analyzing them. And I actually sent them off to a friend of mine who is an audio wizard and might actually be able to tell us where it came from. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to have them look at that and then we'll play around with it. And, but honestly, the entire time that we've been doing this whole stretch of series, there is, there have been some weird things. Like we've shared some of the EVPs we've gotten. We've had potential, anomalies show up in our actual recordings that were, you know, well, again, I sent them off to my friend and we'll, we'll take a look at it. And then there's some other stuff that I, uh, I still haven't gotten through all of the audio and all the video from that trip. Uh, I mean, as you guys know, I, I keep going and I keep going. I think I'm like six investigations deep at this point for the show. So <laughs> good God, all my, I need a break. I think I need a vacation, Scott. Like, Take take your t- take your time, man. Come on, like like no, you, you know, come on. We're not chomping at the bit for this. Take your time. Oh, but I am. Uh, yeah, and that's the <laughs> you know, and, but that's what most people don't realize. You know, if you're if you're if you're doing an investigation and you're running three video cameras and three audio recorders and you do three hours, well, you know, that's nine hours. Just that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, right. well, yeah. well, well, I'll say this. Uh, uh, then, John, the the this this episode better be out by the uh, end of April. Well, there you I'm, go. I'm, I'm hoping it's going to be out by morning if all goes well. But we'll we'll okay. see. <laughs> um, there you go. But at least at least I've given you a time frame. But yeah. <laughs> thanks, boss. I appreciate that. That's ah, no problem. <laughs> Jessica, after this hit, you like a ton of bricks, and and. I mean, I, I I have to tell you, I never told you my point of view from this, like witnessing this happen to you. Whole night, you were just very vibrant and like had a whole lot of energy around you. I literally just watched it all get sucked away from you in the span of 10 seconds. And you became pale, 
Um, I like it almost looked like the shadows grew around you, and that's when you started leaning against the wall, and that's when we decided to GTFO. You know, that was that was pretty intense, and uh, I'm sorry that that I'm really really sorry that that happened to you. But I'm also fascinated that you haven't had a more intense experience like that up until then. No, I I like to think that I keep myself very um, protected and, you know, I'm very aware and conscious of everything going around me. And so that was very weird to me, too, is that, you know, I felt like I really wasn't aware of things that were going, you know, it was like a disorientation it was honestly like you walk into like you can visualize on the 80s horror movies of walking in um to you know one of the little fun houses and being lost and trying to find your friends and you can hear their voices but you don't really know where they are and yes and you don't know and then it's like that there's mirror there's not and it was really weird because i would like to see if there's in one of the cells there is a scripture I don't know if that's true or not, but I feel like there's a scripture wrote somewhere near where I was standing. Are you, you, when you say scripture, you mean biblical or something personal to one of the spirits that might be inhabiting there? Um, or not sure? Psalms. I think there's Psalms wrote somewhere in there. Um, I don't know. I don't know why. Actually, that just came through to me. Heavy. Well, hey, folks. There's one way to find out, and I'm going to be down there in two months. So. Yes, that's something we have to find out. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, actually, there's uh, – and we'll save this for our conclusions uh, portion of this episode because this is, this is the wrap-up on that. But there are a lot of reasons for us to return to this location. And um, I'm going to be the first to say that the heavy stuff that's happening in cell block B, that's not the reason to return there. What's happening in that courtroom, that's what it's all about. And we're going to dig into that eventually. That, But at the same time, I'm the first to admit that the heaviness of what was going on in Cell Block B uh, definitely attracted me. Because at this point, y'all know me. Like, complete and total disregard for personal safety. Just throw me in the weirdest thing you possibly can. Let's see what happens. Let's see what follows me home. Let's, let's just make it happen. Yeah, I do recall one instance where you just jumped into one of the beds of cell block B and I say beds. It was like the frame of the wire framing the of, a, bed. of a terrible prison bed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and as, as you're jumping up into there, I'm thinking, dude, this may not hold you. This is years of rust and stuff. Oh, no, it was, but, it was going to, but, hold. It, was but gonna it, hold. It, 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 it held, God bless you. It held you. And so, yeah. But yeah, you're definitely one to throw yourself into the uh, experiences. Yes, light as a feather, stiff as a board. I mean, you know, <laughs> Jessica. Earlier, you were talking about how, like, you you had kind of a little bit of a moment of missing time with your experience, right? I don't remember going down to the bathroom. I remember Michelle saying, um, "Let me get something to pull your hair back," and that was kind of like I was like, "Oh, what the heck is going on?" And that was when I was sick. Mm-hmm. And water, we got you. We got you water, and that's when we ran into whatever was hiding in the kitchen. So we did have that experience there again. So oh yeah, yeah. The kitchen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So some something angry is in that kitchen. Not dangerous. Not very angry. But, but very <laughs> angry and very grumpy. Like this is somebody who obviously does not want to cook anymore. And you know what? I can relate. I can understand that as a chef who never wants to be called chef again. 
And, you know, the funny enough, uh, one of the first ever, one of the first ever, you know, ghost stories I heard about this old jail was about a guard who one time uh, went down to, to the kitchen to, in the middle of the night to make himself a sandwich. And he turned on the kitchen light and there was a loaf of bread just floating in midair. And he reaches for his gun. He reaches for his gun, but then like, you know, has a moment of clarity where he's like, you know what? If I shoot this loaf of bread, it's probably going to mess up my sandwich. So yeah, he, he just decided to leave, like turn the kitchen light off, left. And he, I, I, I believe he, he probably asked me to put on day shift after that. Like, like, don't put me on any more nights after this. Well, now I got all sorts of questions. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, I have tons, first and foremost, I have tons of questions friends, too. listeners, fans, anybody who's out there, I need to be very, very upfront about this. Don't shoot the ghost. Don't shoot the ghost. It's not going to help. Don't and you'll probably end up hurting bread. somebody else. Or you'll fuck up the bread. Don't do that. <laughs> there is maybe maybe the spirit just wanted to help make a sandwich they're not all out to get you you know it's do you guys remember the first when we were first in there when we were sitting there getting ready um something and we may have spoke on this but i don't know why it's coming back to me about coffee yes and I don't know why, but something came down when we were in the main room at the table and wanted coffee. Didn't we get mm-hmm. it up on the third floor death row too? Coffee was thrown yeah. out at least once. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when we go back, we need to take coffee. Hot coffee. Yeah. Hot yes, thermos hot of coffee. coffee. Yeah. Hot thermos of coffee. And um, I cards. actually, I, and what? A deck of cards. Yes. One hundred percent yes, or or even a uh, set of dominoes, anything like that. Like nice, yeah. Hey, I, I, I will I will supply all of those things and more. Yes, absolutely. Trigger objects, trigger events, oh. find things to get them excited. Break out whatever the card game or the song that was popular at the time. Play that while you're playing a deck of, 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 of war in, in a prison cell or whatever. You will get stuff to act up to that. Like, it will step up and be like, spades. What are you... No, man. No, no. Just, you're betting all wrong. You will actually <laughs> see this stuff happen. It's, it's amazing to me. And that's the thing is, like, these these entities, What you know, I don't know if they're ghosts. I... I don't remember if this happened uh, before the first episode we talked about, but the Prentice Club. Yeah, yeah, we 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 talked about that one definitely. Yeah, and I really hope we're going to be able to hit that one up. Yeah. Well, well, well then, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you this, give you this because it's, it's, this only happened in the last few weeks, and uh, this lady who was from Natchez and knew Buzz Harper, who, Ooh. you know, was the owner, you know, of, of, of the rhythm of, of, I'm sorry, of the, uh, uh, the Prince club. She starts talking about this little, like this pendant that he used to wear 
uh, was like gold or silver with like diamond crusted. But she starts talking in detail about this pen that he used to wear, which make him look so sharp and everything. And my EMF reader, which is being held by some other guy who at the front of the ghost tour starts getting hits, starts getting as they're talking about the pendant as she's talking about. So this guy is looking at me and I'm looking at her. Like I'm trying like, you know, back and forth. He's like, whatever, like, dude, you don't do anything. And I'm like, you, you keep talking. He's like, yeah. But yeah, this happened very, very recently. Like the biggest, uh, EMF reader hits that I've gotten at the British club, you know, Buzz Harper was from a woman who actually knew him and was describing in detail this very specific thing that Buzz Harper had to do with him. And on that tour, this, you know, EMF reader starts getting hits and everything. So, um, yeah, when you talk about things being very specific, you know, um, very specific to, to that one person. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, And that's something I experienced just in the last few weeks. You know? I'm I'm a big proponent of of the uh, the psychic circuit theory um, regarding anything paranormal, which is I and I'm, I'm sorry I'm gonna veer off and like break out your tinfoil hat hats kids because we're we're, <laughs> we're here for a second. But um, do are any of you all familiar with Jacques Vallée? Okay, so Jacques Vallée was. Uh, how about J. Allen Hynek or Project Blue Book? Any of that ring a bell? Project Blue Book was the first quote-unquote official study that the U.S. government has ever done on UFO, UAP uh, phenomenon. Oh. And Jacques Vallée, who is probably one, probably the smartest person on the planet that is still alive right now, he used to work very close with J. Allen Hynek, and the purpose of uh, Project Blue Book was to disprove all these UFO stories. But as they continued on with this for 10 to 15 years, they both became believers because they found more cases they couldn't explain than they could explain. Now, Jacques Vallée in particular postulates this theory that it's all about consciousness, which all of y'all are going to be hearing me talk about a lot this year because this is where the conversation is going for me. Is that consciousness is key into all this. All the paranormal phenomena that we experience, it's all the same thing or fragments of it. It depends on you, the individual, and what the jelly in your dome is going to allow you to see for whatever this experience is. So what some of us see as ghosts or Bigfoot, other people are going to see as UFOs or cryptids. It's, it's all the same thing. It's who you are that completes the circuit, and that's what it's going to allow you to see without short-circuiting the consciousness that's driving your meat suit. You can take your tinfoil hats off now. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very interesting. Now, I'm I'm a huge believer in cryptids because I was I was a big uh, dinosaur fan as a kid, and I love megalodon and all that kind of stuff. And so I, I am a big, like, I kind of want to believe that there are creatures out there that are still in existence that we don't know about. And when it comes to, you know, UFOs, when it comes to aliens, to me, it boils down to a very simple uh, principle 
you, you, you can uh, correct, correct me on this if I'm wrong. I believe it was Carl Sagan uh, that proposed this. He said there's one of two possibilities. Either we are alone in the universe or we are not. And both of those are equally terrifying. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, like, like either we're alone, like either it's just or we're not like, and there's a lot of stuff out there. We, I like to think that we're not like, I, I would love to, you know, believe in, you know, the life of there. I would say that we are definitely not, but I would say in the next few years, we need to stop thinking about it in such simple terms. Things are about to get really weird, man. Well, the terms I like to think about it as, I mean, looking at Earth and the way we are right now, it's like, no, no, I, I do believe there's um, life out there. I just don't believe they're coming here. I mean, it'd be like driving 50,000 miles to come to an Arby's. This is a whole other rabbit hole, and we will get lost on this <laughs> easily. Like, no, no, but because you're, you're tickling my fancy. Like, honestly, Scott, do not ever bring this shit up with me. Unless you have well, a solid four hours, because yeah, the no, shit that bro, I have well, dug up, man, oh my god! Like I could lay out a forty-five minutes right here that will send all of you home crying. You're in the opening. <laughs> well, my my little my little quote was from Shimadad says yeah. it's like no, yeah, it's like yeah, they're not visiting us here, so I I, I got to give them the credit. Well, but. You wait the next five <laughs> years, you're gonna be you're gonna be a full home believer. <laughs> because. Four years. Four, four years. years. Four if years. If you are awake, All right. then good for you. But if you are not awake, then I don't have time to fucking get you awake. We're, we're going to have a conversation about this when I get there. <laughs> All right. Sure we're going to. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got to do the whole constructor yeah. thing and yep. reel this know, back in. All right. So that was pretty much the end of that first night of the investigation. Like Jessica, that hit you hard. We thought it was a really good idea just to get out of there for, uh, for everybody's safety, but especially yours. We wanted to make sure that you got out safe. Um, and I, and I mean, after, after you kind of, you and Michelle kind of left the area, Scott and I were just kind of like, now the pack is not here. This is just not happening. Let's get out of here. Let's take care of our people. We'll come back to this in another time. And uh, the the following day, like, I still had a couple of days left in Natchez, and so I reached out to Scott, and I was hoping you were going to be able to join on that second night, but honestly, probably was good that you weren't able to. And it was icing then, you know, it was starting to ice over, and, you know, the drive, but I wanted to add this in. The walk to my car that night, I was not alone, and getting in my car, I... It was like, okay, you can't go with me. You cannot ride home with me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very much, I not not that, it, but it was something that was not finished saying what they had to say. It was not cell block, the cell block. So um, that was very weird as well. But I mean, it, the whole walk, it was footstep for footstep. It, you know, it was matching me. And I was like, no, we're not doing this. Yeah. Good. Yeah. None, none, none of this can own you. None of it can can follow you home if you won't let it. If it does follow you home, you can kick it out. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. And by all means, take advantage to do that. Me, on the other hand, I'm collecting ghosts like Pokemon over here. Well, I usually say that too. I'm like, I got a jar of souls and a jar of ghosts. Take your pick. But I, if you only knew what's over on that side of this wall. 
we'll get to that on a different day. It was a um, that day. Okay, so um, that was the wrap up of of that first night. Now the the second night, which was kind of the last night that I had to just kind of mess around. Scott, I reached out to you again, and we were going to uh, to try to do a second attempt at it. Luckily, Michelle, you were available too. And so we did a really, really quick uh, three-person investigation of this same location that we were talking about from the night before, the same area that, that uh, almost laid Jessica out. And uh, like me, again, I'm a glutton for punishment, so I'm like, let's go see. Like, let's, let's go back in there and let, let's see what else happens. And it did not disappoint. And I would like to talk about that just for a few minutes before we start heading into our conclusions about what we should focus on when it comes to, to Natchez Adams or the, the old Adams County jail. But that second night, Scott, thank you again for setting all that up. That was a, a similar experience to what Jessica had, but it was spread out and slower as opposed to being directed at one person all at once. Instead, it started to mess with both myself and uh, Michelle a little bit. And uh, Michelle, if you wouldn't mind taking the lead on this, I would like to hear your point of view about that second night. Well, we had a couple of things going on uh, mm. right off the get-go. Um, we were doing some work uh, where you were walking down the hallway and we were, you know, and, and we had some lighting set up, um, a laser grid and some other things to try to see if we were catching movement in that area where, where Jess was, I guess we could basically say attacked. Um, mm. And uh you were walking down to see if anything we we're watching this. We're, we're sitting back where Jeff was. So we're all the way at the entrance way, the guard walk, and you're walking down between the cells very slowly um, to see if anything reaches out. Cause we did see a little bit of that on the first night where something reached out of a cell and we had a shadow come towards you. And so we were trying to replicate the situation with, with a video camera running with audio running, with a laser grid, um, and we were watching very closely to see what was going on. And we were seeing some movement, but it was staying more in the distance. It wasn't coming so close right away. Um, you know, it was a little bit more standoffish at that time. Thing is, is we were there for a while, and while all of this was going on, something kept coming up and tickling my neck or playing with my hair. And I love investigating, but I don't like being touched by things I can't see. <laughs> yeah, that's that's non consensual, not good. <laughs> yeah, and I and I'm I was I'm not okay with it, and I was pretty vocal about it. You know, where it was, you need to stop touching me, stop touching me, get off me. Um, and it would stop for a few minutes, and then it would come back and go again. And so this was with all that you were working on, this was really interrupting, uh, you know, that what we were working on in the investigation, because it wouldn't leave me alone kept coming back. Um, and I've had things like that happen before. So it wasn't too upsetting to me. It was just like, get off, get off. And uh, you and Scott were really good about, you know, leave her alone. And uh, you had uh, shadow come out of a cell towards you. And it wasn't that long after that, that I had one other really big thing happen to me. Somebody grabbed my arm and it was a hand that grabbed around my arm and told me. And that I was not okay with. At that point, I was done. I was out of there. We were not, 
not going to play anymore. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong. You said that it was intense enough. You could actually feel the individual fingers around your arm. I could. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right around my left arm. Um, right, right, right above my elbow. And it was very distinct. It came from the back of my arm. Um, and yeah, I could feel the, the individual fingers. It was very distinct. And um, I was not okay with that. I was not okay with that in any way, shape, or form. Um, and uh, uh, I think we stuck around a little bit longer, but you knew I wasn't okay with it. And you wanted to get me out of there too at that point. Yeah, so, no, it's, I, I, I always try to pay uh, attention to everybody else on the team. Because, you know, like I said, I don't, you know, I, I don't want to do that cheesy line of, oh, I have no limits. Believe me, I got my limits. But I'm, I, I am the first one to go walking into the void. I, I really am. And, um, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, you really are. I mean, you did stuff. No, I, 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 I don't care what's out there. I will walk out there and throw my hands up and say, Hey, let's talk. Um, that doesn't always end well. And, uh, the very first sign that it ever affects anyone that's around me, then yeah, we, we shut it down. Like, and so like Jessica, like the second that it hit you in that way, I'm like, Nope, not good. Okay. We're gone. And same thing happened with Michelle the next night. I don't want to tempt fate. I, I and certainly not with other. Well, I definitely want to tempt my own fate. I'm I'm here for it. But everybody else's, those aren't my cards to play. And so I try to be very cognizant of that. And you were, you were, you were really good. I think the thing that was interesting is it was we were having, you know, the it took time for the interaction to pick up. But when I look back and I think about it now, what was starting to happen around you? was also starting to happen around me the previous night. I was in the same location Jessica had been in the previous night. And so that raises questions about whether it was person-oriented or whether it was location-oriented or whether it was gender-oriented, you know, go after the female. And why is it happening to you at the same time, you know, stuff starting to spin around you and reach out for you at the same time. Jess is getting poked or I'm getting poked in the same exact location. And there's just too many ties there that raise questions. And it's something I would very, very much like to poke at in the future. This is the downside of paranormal investigation is you cannot, uh, you very rarely have the opportunity to do repeat places in order to build up that lab setting. The reason that everybody keeps raising an eyebrow is you do not have consistency to complete experiments on a repeat basis and extrapolate results from that. And this is where I want to get back into, which is why I am going to say this out loud to all of you listening to me. Do not ever call me a ghost hunter. I do not want to be referred to as that. I don't associate with that. Uh, paranormal enthusiast? Sure. Uh, amateur parapsychologist? Actually, that's what I'm looking for, and that's where I want us to go back to. Let's get parapsychology back into the zeitgeist, right? Let's actually start looking at this because now this is starting to branch out because personally, as I was rambling about earlier about consciousness studies and UFO and UAP, all of this feeds back into the grand unified paranormal theory that I have. It's all the same thing. It's our domes, the jelly in our domes that help complete the circuit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think, I think there's definitely a lot of things that we can pick up on and see if we can replicate, um, See how see how some things um, some interaction. Uh, I want to take. Uh, yeah, I mean, we talked about things we want to take in there. We want to take the coffee. We want to take the cards. Crazy it sounds. I want to take some of those little glow in the dark balls in there. 
we're going to have an equip actually yeah we're we're, we're going to save it for off of the zoom but we're going to have an equipment talk uh before i i come down there you got some Mm-hmm. awesome cool all right so uh at this point um we've been going for a bit and i am actually kind of running out of time guys so i would like to take just a moment for us to talk about our final conclusions about these uh two nights that we spent. Jessica, I know you were only there for one, but I would really like to hear your input, especially on that first night and especially about everything that happened in that courtroom. Because to me personally, that needs to be the focal point of moving forward in this investigation. Oh, 100%. The shady shit that happens back in cell block B is always going to be there because it's a whole lot of bad memories just hanging around. I mean, he is what he is. And which could partially partially be the reason that he is there. I do feel like it is probably gender uh, targeted, um, which hmm. it's probably why he's there. And honestly, who cares? Like that's his problem, not ours. But our problem is in that courtroom, you know, and it's, there is something in there that needs help and deserves help. And it is the bigger idea of that jail. I, I definitely agree. And, uh, uh, you know, Michelle, you and I have talked about this whenever I actually get down there. You can expect at least a couple of days that I show up with some uh, some to-go cups of coffee and be like, hey, we're, we're going to the historical site. Let's, let's do some research. <laughs> oh, I got, I, got a, I got a couple of places I'm going to take you. These are a few little-known places. You're getting drug out. Don't Which is hilarious worry. when you're talking to a guy who actually grew up there. But, I don't know, we'll challenge each other. I can appreciate that. Um. Mm-hmm. But there, I genuinely do think that there, you know, as I, as I said, I, I see a theme developing here for XV Planets, like as a whole, uh, as these months move into 2023. And that is one of the, the key terms for this year is communication. And what was going on in that courtroom was an invitation to unravel something. And, and I want to step up to that. I want to step up to it. Let's, let's see what we can unravel. Let's see if we can figure out the story that was trying to be told to us in there because we weren't, we were only getting fragments, but we got enough to run on. So let's see what we can come up with. Yes. Absolutely. I'm excited to go further into that. Scott, you're going to say something. And, and exactly uh, on to your point, I was going to saying, you know, for, for someone like me who self-proclaimed is not someone who is more in tune with the other side, you know, I'm, I'm no, I'm no paranormal investigator. I'm no medium. I'm no psychic. I'm a storyteller, you know, but being a part of this investigation and seeing how it affected the other members of the team to me was a very powerful moment. Very powerful thing. Oh, oh, absolutely. Because it's it's one of those, it's like, look, this is not my area of expertise, but it's definitely theirs. So seeing how it affected members of my team and friends of mine, I'm like, oh, yeah, man, absolutely. There's something, there's something here. So um, I'm very much looking forward to doing more investigations with, uh, you know, Exit planets and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, definitely looking forward to do more stuff because I I want to learn more as as a storyteller. 
I want to learn more about this aspect of the business. You know, and I, and I, I, mean, I hate to call it a business, but it's like, yeah, like I, or this aspect of the, uh, the industry, the, 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 the ghost, you know, the, the, the paranormal aspect for me as a storyteller, I love to learn this. See, that's why I love you so much, Scott, is, is that whenever you start to say things like part of the business or part of the, I see you catch yourself because it even makes you cringe because you have that much respect for the things you're talking about. And that's, and that stands out to me. It really does. It's like, yes, you, you know that this is something that you can actually do something with, but you treat it with the utmost respect. And I just want I you to know that. I open Scott's third eye. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, I have a test. I'll send you. We'll get to work on that. I'll ha- he'll be oh. ready by summer. All right. Just, we'll talk just, about just that. Just going to open my third eye, guys. Let's, let's see how that goes. I'm excited. Let's do it. Now, uh, Michelle, I, any, any... I am looking forward to the results on that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, you can guarantee they won't be recorded on this. So, uh, <laughs> Michelle, uh, any any closing thoughts from you regarding our uh, experience at at uh, the old Adams Jail? Actually, I, I was something that popped up even tonight actually caught my interest, and that was the uh, scripture, the Psalms. And even though I agree with you on uh, really digging in and trying to figure out what's going on in that conference room uh, downstairs or in that boardroom downstairs, um, that one caught my attention because I believe that Jess had mentioned a couple of previous, not really in-depth investigations, but light investigations in the old jail. And Jess, I believe, and maybe, maybe you can backtrack on this real quick. Um, you had mentioned one where you were sitting in the window and it was something with a church. What's yes. going on there? Mm-hmm. And it was it was a feeling of sadness and um, loss and a I'm not supposed to be here um, unfairness. So yes, um, that was. And you had yeah. you had all of that before the conference room, before our investigation. You'd had that previous experience. So are you on the same loss, that sadness, that church, and now the scripture pops up. And I'm wondering if this could tie into the conference room if it's so carrying are you, through. Are you because... thinking maybe something followed us up? Yeah. Me too. I just wanted to verify that. Both of you yeah. feel that, huh? I don't think yes. that what was in cell block two was um, belong there. I think they came from the conference room. I think it was hiding. I have chills. I, I, that was hiding there and was I, I've got my, the hair is standing straight up on my neck. It was waiting on the back for of my me neck to right around now. there. It was mm-hmm. a shut me up. Yep. It, and yep. it's a very, very right. interesting that it was that one particular cell block that you guys um, felt that because if you happen to look at that one, or if you're in that one particular cell block looking through that one window, that's one of the only vantage points that you can see the Presbyterian church up the road. Yeah, I don't feel like I, you know, the things that I felt up there before, there was a rush. There was um, several things that had caught me off guard during that. You know, it was the guards like arguing, bickering from the first paranormal. When I was in there with y'all, I, my feelings were that something was hiding in the shadows. It was waiting for me to come up there 
Um, because my defense was down because I was a little bit, um, sad about having to leave the conference room. I was protective. I was mother, I was mama bear mode and same as you. And down there, I was very, I don't give a shit what you have to say to me. I'm listening to her up there. It was the change of atmosphere. It was a change of tone. And I do believe that whatever was up there was not one of the prisoners or you know, I believe that it was hiding. It was waiting on us to come down from death row. And it almost, and it almost feels like, because at, at the time that happened to you, the following night with me, that was when John was further down the cell block and was getting activity from a cell on the side. And it really makes me think it was almost to distract him away yes. from what was going on with us. Absolutely. Almost like it was, yes. Yes. yeah. It, I think it was trying to target me. It was trying to pull me away, you know? Um, and I, I don't know, but I can't help get the feeling that this was done several times over the course of whatever happened, whatever they were trying there. Also, I have a feeling that shit, there were probably people in that jailhouse that were there that were falsely accused. I don't know if that ties in, oh, yeah. but there are definitely triggers going off. I can't wait to get back in there now. Um, I don't know. It was very, now, what are you going to do? And yep. I think it felt the mama bear coming from both of us. And it was two people that it needed to take out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is why whenever we were in the bathroom, you know, that, you know, that if and I'm sure that you remember this, it got very dark over from the bathroom area to our main thing. It was very dark. It was like someone had shut the door between us and Scott and John. I guarantee you that if you left me in that place alone long enough, it, it would it would it would physically go for me. Mm-hmm. I don't doubt that at all, because that's a whole nother thing. But the whatever is with you and it's top hat that it wears and it's sophisticated air, um, that is very volatile. Um, that yeah. I wait, did I mention that to you? Um, no, that's, uh, what I had texted you that we needed to talk about. Yeah. Uh, okay. we we'll talk about it later. No, no, actually I'm going to bring it up here right now. One of the first paranormal experiences that I ever had for the longest time I thought was a recurring fever dream. Now I'm starting to realize that I was being visited by the hat man. Shadow entity with a top hat. This has been... Very arrogant. Very volatile. Yeah, it's been around for a while. And uh, I've started to realize that some of the stranger things that I've seen in the last two years since I've really started diving back into this are variations of it. Like, it's coming back around, but showing itself to me in different ways. But I'm not afraid of it anymore. Because, like, at this point, I'm like, play your games, Jen. Like, I don't, I just, I don't have time for it. Like, I'm, I'm not here to play tricks anymore. Well, you piss um, him off with that. What's that? So you piss him off with that. No, 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 no. They they can't do anything to you. That's the thing. It's no, I like, know, but I'm just saying, like, it annoys him. So that is why I think that they are like, hey, um, it's coming through in dreams to me, by the way. I would like to hear more about this. 
Okay, but we do need to talk soon about that. Yes, please, absolutely. All right, so b- before I wrap this up, guys, I'm 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 sorry. Like some of you know, but I got this cracked rib, and I just I can I can barely yes. breathe right now. So yeah, rest. Yeah, man, quit quit cracking your ribs, by the way. Third time, third time in five years. That's enough. I've broken the same toe seven times in the last two years. There's Maybe some you sort just of... have those ribs removed. You know what they say. Yeah, yeah, I'll just get rid of them. Then, then you'll be okay. Supposed to give you a girly waistline, you know, to get that lower rib gone, you know, get a Darley Parton figure. Yeah. Final thoughts of the investigation. Now, Jessica, you've already hinted that you have a lot of things that you would like to talk about. We're going to talk about this off off podcast a bit absolutely and And if you uh, would like to come back on and share those experiences maybe on the patreon in a more elaborated state uh please you have an open invite we'd love to have you yes just please hurry up and get back here because you have a lot of work to do that you just don't even know this Uh, i have for you (laughs) yeah i you know you're, you're Damn, not the called, only she one. Just your ass out on that one. I know, but you're gonna be so excited. I'm excited. You be excited too. <laughs> oh, I, I am very excited. Right now, I'm laser focused on trying to wrap shit up here so I can get down there. I know. I think as we, I think as we dig into the research on possibilities of what's going on in that courthouse, I think it's going to take us on more investigations. This is this is going to scratch the surface. Uh, e- resolving. What's going on in that actual boardroom is going to be a scratch of something that's much bigger, I suspect. I think that that courtroom alone is a location and not even the whole the whole building. I mean, that courtroom in general is a location worth investigating numerous times. Let's see how many voices come through giving their case about what happened to them. But because there's a lot of stories there that we, we all know how... We all know how bad Mississippi was back in those days. So let's dig into it. Let's see if we can uh, give a little peace and a little bit of honor to people who might have been done wrong. I mean, that's actually kind of like one of my personal drives pursuing this project moving forward is let's uncover some truths. You know, let's um, I I needed to get acclimated to actually doing this on a regular basis. But now that I have done it, it seems like anything that I come across has a story that they want to tell. Mm-hmm. A story to tell to the right person. Bingo. And if it's not me, then I can at least be the voice to get it to the right person. You know, that's not exactly what I meant, but that's why so many failed investigations happen here. I think that you were, you coming back to this area and doing work is going to be a wonderful asset. I think that your knowledge and your understanding, um, is going to bring out a lot of unknown things about Natchez. And I'm very, very excited about you being here and to explore with you. I'm glad to hear that. I personally am terrified about returning to Natchez, but you know, we'll, we'll see how it all turns out. No, it'll be way better. Like being able to spend this time with you guys is, it's going to be less. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that, by the way, like I've already had it in my head as I'm trying to wrap everything up here. I'm like, Oh God, we got Emerald Mount. I know we can get into King's Tavern one way or another. And I know that we can get into this place or this place. And then Jessica calls me and she tells me you can get into this place. Oh my God. Yes, you know, it I have two more too. Since then. They they were they were filming at King's Tavern this weekend. Oh well now I'm gonna get all salty about that. I'm oh. kinda mad too. Oh yeah, yeah. Wait, what the hell? Uh 
uh, what was it? Uh, oh gosh, which show was it? It was like Tom Stars, the dude and his oh, girlfriend were here. Was here. Yeah, they were here yeah. this weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they were. They, 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 they were. They were. They were filming. Uh, they were doing some filming. Oh, they weren't looking for ghosts. Maybe we can reach out to them and figure out who the person to reach out to is. Oh, my mom works right. at Dunleith, and that's where they stayed. And she actually chatted and got all of their numbers. Yeah. Well. Fucking well, synchronicities, right there. There you go. Well, Jessica, best, you are a best. bright shining star. I love you so much. That's I awesome. am momming her right now, mommy. Well, well, best best I can do is maybe a paranormal investigation. That's the meme. Best a? I do. Uh, a? No, no, no. I will be down there dragging all of you out of your houses when you don't want to go out to do this shit with me. I'm coming down there. You got two and a half at months at most with me. We are going to rip this shit up while I'm down there. <laughs> and John, John uh, one, one thing I would love to do is uh, the Rhythm Nightclub. Yes. I've, you know, you know, the gentleman who owns that museum, I've taken his tour plenty of times. We're good friends, and especially because uh, April 23rd is the anniversary of the, you know, fire. Oh, yeah. when, it, when it happens. Now, really, I don't know. I don't know if we need to put it on particular years or whatever, you know, if it needs to end in a five or a zero or anything like that. But I would love at some point to do an investigation at the old, you know, Rhythm Nightclub uh, Museum. No, I, I, I would yeah. too. I, be great. You, you've already brought this to my attention. It stood out to me a lot. And me being a musician, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of room for experimentation there. Where we, we where we might not just have a paranormal investigation. We might actually be able to kick off a paranormal party, and, and and what I mean by that is, and I'll talk about with about this with all of y'all at a different time. But what I experienced at the Rhodes Hotel, this doesn't all have to be so grim and glib. Let's bring some life into it. Let's let's bring some because Michelle, I'm sure you can chime in with this. The best reactions you'll ever get on a paranormal investigation is when everybody stops trying and just hangs out and shoots the shit, starts playing cards, maybe sip off of a flask. And the next thing you know, shit's moving all around the room. Let's play some jazz. Let's play some jazz. Okay. I I didn't remember which one because Sheila told me about it. Uh, It was American Pickers. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and she was like, "You need to get over there," and I just didn't have time to get over there with my mom. So, yeah. Well, I will uh, use this as kind of like the final closeout, folks. You can definitely expect to hear from uh, from all of these amazing people, Scott, Michelle, Jessica. Thank you all so much for coming back to join us again. Uh, again, what a serendipitous uh, introduction to you all, and how that all came together. I cannot wait to get down there and explore more with you. And you can, folks, you can definitely expect to hear quite a bit from these amazing people. And as the uh, months progress this year, so again, guys, thank you so much, Scott. Thank you so much for setting it up, Michelle. Thank you for being the the powerhouse fellow investigator that you are, <laughs> Jessica. You are a whole different other level of energy that I was not expecting us to be, even be able to have access to for this. Thank you. 
I cannot. No, no, no. That's a huge thing. I cannot thank you enough for, for, for coming out there because I think your presence, and I mentioned this before, I think you and Michelle's presence in particular is why we had such a powerful feedback loop going on with the, uh, the courtroom in particular. Now, unfortunately, I think the two of you also ended up becoming bait whenever we went into cell block B. But now, but now, now we have frames of reference to work with. So the next time we go there, we know how to prepare. We know who to talk to. We know who to ask for. And we know who to say, no, 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 son. You sit back down in your cell. Yeah. Good boy. But let us say just one more time. Third floor is a hell of a party. I mean, death row. Those Woo! guys just rock it. Like, <laughs> yes. Do we got any James Dean fans? James, James nope. Dean. No, yeah. no, no, no. Hey, that, hey, no, James that. Dean. You probably should have said James Brown. That may be their <laughs> thing. No, yeah. they <laughs> no, they wouldn't have been around for that. But uh, uh, Well, they, you don't know what they've been hearing after. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I like the way you think. I like that. Yeah, that's good. That's good. All right, guys, I love you all to pieces. Uh, again, I will have links for all of y'all's respective projects uh, in the show notes. Jessica, if there's anything that you would want to share on your end, because I know that you have some projects going on, but are not I necessarily do, but I'm out. I'm going to hold off on that a little bit. Okay, well, you let me know when you want to share it, and I will share it on the feed. Absolutely. Um, I have a lot going on, a lot of things opening up, um, but I'm going to hold off on just getting pretty excited about it because... Um, I, if they're a little slow moving, but I think that that means that big things are coming. Slow and steady wins a race. And if we're going to be opening everything, friends, let's start prying open that third eye a little bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> More on that later. All right, friends and fiends, thank you all so much for joining us tonight. Guys, thank you all so much for coming back in to wrap up this story about Natchez. And obviously, it's going to be the first of many. We got a lot of things up our sleeves. Um, as far as I'm concerned, you amazing people, whether you want to be or not, are part of the XV Planet South team. So, boom, there you go. I'd like to thank Scott, Michelle, and Jessica for joining me tonight. You can find links for all their respective projects in the show notes, and you can expect to hear quite a bit more from them in the future. We'll be back in two weeks with a new investigation to share with you all. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everywhere as XV Planus, and you can follow my personal misadventures and music projects at Folds and Floods on those same platforms. Links for both are in the show notes as well. If you like what we do here, head on over to iTunes or Spotify to rate and especially review us. And tell your friends about us. Tell your families about us. Hell, yell at random people at the bus stop about us. We are a DIY independent production, and the only way that we will grow is by you sharing us with others who might enjoy taking this trip. Once again, you can support us by going to www.patreon.com slash xvplanus and subscribing to gain access to our exclusive content. Be sure to check out all of the great shows on the Green Mushroom Podcast Network, like Luxacult, Primordia, Unearthing Paranormalcy, and so much more. You can find them by going to www.tgmpodcastnetwork.com. As always, links are in the show notes. This show is produced wherever and whenever it can be, and is written, edited, and scored by yours truly. Music from the show can be found on my Bandcamp page for Folds and Floods, or anywhere you stream your music. High praise and thanks to Sonny and Ren for our updated logo, and many thanks and mad love to Meg, who manages most of our social media. 
No part of this show or its music may be reproduced without consent. Copyright Folds and Floods Productions. Once again, I am your host, Flood, and this has been XV Planets. Thank you for being a part of the journey so far. I'll see you in the between. In Abambratio, in Fluctus, Subvelo.